Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in on this Wednesday, the day after World Series Game 1. And I gotta admit, I actually watched it. I actually watched a baseball game on purpose, a professional baseball game. Of course, I watched college. You guys love college baseball, so I gotta watch it and I gotta cover it. But I chose on my own to watch a Major League Baseball game. It's crazy. I know. But a lot of stuff to take away from World Series Game 1, so we'll talk about that. Most importantly, uh, Charlie Morton is a legend, is an absolute legend, and needs to be remembered forever for what he did last night. That's the stuff of legends. Uh, We'll get to that. Also, there's some controversy in the uniform game. Uh, Some people don't like my opinion on Mississippi State's new one-time helmet. I don't think it needs to be a one-time helmet. I think what they revealed yesterday needs to be in the permanent rotation and some people don't like that also there's some unfortunate injury news out of Oxford not totally surprising the rumor mill got this one right as it turns out Uh, but Ole Miss will be without a key player for the rest of the season and there's some talk about suspensions on the planes how real are those We'll discuss those as well. But first, I want to remind you of Michael Borky. Glad to see all of you on again on this Wednesday morning. Uh, if you're on Twitter, if you're watching on Twitter, don't forget you cannot comment. If you want to comment and actually be a part like uh, Sippy Sports Show, who's got some energy this morning, I love it. I love to see the all-caps energy early on this Wednesday morning. Why not be excited about the day, right? I mean, there's nothing to not be excited about around here right now. Uh, love the energy. You want to be like him. If you want to be like him, you can do that. you got to hop over to YouTube, though, or Facebook, uh, at, at Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, and like the video. If you like what you hear, I'd appreciate that a ton. You can also follow me on Twitter, and wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning or my name, should turn up results so you never miss a second, especially from the late, late Saturday night game recap shows. Chase says, I can't watch Major League Baseball during the regular season because it's just too much, though I do keep up. But once the Braves hit the postseason, I'm keyed in, chop on, he says. Yeah, see, I have no rooting interest in Major League Baseball. I don't have a team. I tried to adopt a team a couple years ago, and uh, I landed on the Milwaukee Brewers. I uh, I pulled our... Um, our sports talk Mississippi listeners on who I should adopt, and... uh. For some reason, Milwaukee was, I don't know why, I thought it would be the Braves, but for some reason it was Milwaukee that was what everybody told me to be a fan of. I, I know State had a has a player on the Brewers, and maybe that's where it came from, and then we have our Coast listeners who have kind of adopted them because the Shuckers, I guess. I don't know where that came from, but I tried, and I just, I have no rooting interest in Major League Baseball whatsoever. Uh, I don't have a team. Even though I grew up, you know, just two hours from Atlanta, two hours north of Atlanta, just did not adopt the Braves. 
no rooting interest whatsoever. But man, it, it, it's so refreshing to have the team that is infinitely more likable actually win the first game of the World Series and knock on wood, hopefully win the entire thing. Um, the Braves, everything about the Atlanta Braves is 10 times more likable than that of the Houston Astros. Uh, the, the players themselves, the way they play, um, what they've dealt with this season, I, I mean, uh, just overwhelming injuries doesn't matter. All the way down to the ballpark. Like, it, it's just... It's such Mickey Mouse BS in left field in Houston where the wall is different materials. And before games, you have to go out there and throw balls off the wall to see how they'll bounce depending on where they are because at some points you have brick, at some points you have chain link. It's just like they went from having a hill in center field to that crap. And it paid off for the Braves last night, by the way. Uh, that scouting report of the outfield wall actually worked out in their favor and ended the game. But uh, and then, of course, the scandal. I, I kind of, I kind of, kind of feel bad for some of the people involved with the Astros today, like Dusty Baker. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve every road stadium they go to getting called a cheater and stuff like that. He doesn't deserve it. Some of the players that weren't involved in that, kind of. But that's what they are. And you you are not going to have people let it go when they weren't punished for it. That's the thing. If they were adequately punished, maybe people would move on, but they weren't. And so you can blame Major League Baseball if you're an Astros fan listening to this. I know there's some of you out there. Um, just deal with it. because. You were not adequately punished for your cheating scandal. And before you say everybody does it, and, you know, maybe everybody does have a closed-circuited camera feed where they are banging on trash cans in the dugout, relaying signals to the pitcher. And, and I hate the excuse of, well, everybody tries to, to get signals. That's just part of the game. Yeah, they try when they have a runner on second base to pick up signals because that's part of the game. He's actually on the field doing that. You watch the first base coach doing all this crap right here and try to figure out what he's saying. That's part of the game. Using a close-circuited camera feed that you put out in center field and are relaying signals to your batters via trash can or something like that, that's not part of the game. That's next level. And even if somebody else does it, they, I mean, Go go listen to their games. Do you hear trash cans being banged during their games? I don't think so. I just I can't stand the, the defense of it doesn't hold weight to me at all. The Astros are cheaters. They 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 were they cheated. They got caught in Major League Baseball. Hit them with a pool noodle. That, that's what happened. And so because Major League Baseball didn't punish them at all, you're going to get the country rooting against you. Outside of the Houston metro area, nobody wants the Astros to win because the Braves, just in general, are so much more likable. They're so much more fun to watch. The players on their team are infinitely more likable than that of Houston. And then, oh, by the way, they haven't been wrapped up in a cheating scandal in which they didn't get punished for. That's what happens when you cheat. That's what happens.
the Braves are America's team in this World Series, and it's refreshing because they're more likable. So not only do they not have the scandal, but they're they're easier uh, to root for. And so for whatever it's worth, which is nothing, I want the Braves to win this uh, this series. I want them to sweep the Astros and get those cheating sons of you-know-what out of here. It's never going to go away because they didn't get punished for what they did. They cheated blatantly. And then got away with it. And yet here they are still in the world. It's great for the sport, though, I think. I think the the Astros still being good is great for baseball. It gives me somebody who doesn't really... I know I'm in sports talk, but I don't care about the World Series. Not really. I don't really care. But I have a reason to, to get invested. And it's because I want the Astros to lose. Villains are always good for sports. And the Astros are a villain. So... You know, credit credit to baseball for having one of those. But it was nice to see the Braves win last night because the cheaters didn't get punished, and maybe they'll get embarrassed in this World Series, and that, that could be punishment uh, enough. Uh, Charlie Morton is unbelievable. He broke his leg. He broke his leg and threw 10 pitches after he broke his leg. And then he goes to the dugout. Comes back out, throws six more pitches on his broken leg. The last two, according to Jeff Passan, were a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. His fastest pitch of the night on a broken leg. His fastest pitch of the night on a freaking broken leg. And then a curveball that struck out Jose Altuve. 16 pitches, pushing off the mound, and his second-to-last one was his fastest one of the night with a broken leg that I mean, maybe he just had adrenaline pumping so much that he couldn't feel it, but that's the stuff of legends right there. Like that name, the Braves need to do something to, to immortalize that guy in their stadium or something, because that is the stuff of legends. People are comparing it to the Kirk Schilling sock game. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it wasn't just, you know, a little cut on his ankle or whatever. It was more than that, but uh, broken leg greater than bloody sock. He didn't finish the game, but they won the game. And he was pitching excellent before he had to leave because of his broken leg. But yeah, if we're still talking bloody sock game from almost two decades ago, then we need to still be talking about this guy for two decades plus. The broken leg game where he strikes out the cheater. I, I mean, um, Jose Altuve um, on a broken leg. That's the stuff of legends. You, you just, you, I cannot imagine doing that. Like I get a cramp and I'm out for a day. <laughs> he breaks his leg and it's like, yeah, I'm going to pump 96 right by you. What did your buzzer tell you on that one, Jose? Uh, anyway. So yeah, I mean, that, that was awesome. I actually watched, I have no rooting interest whatsoever, but man, it is so, and I've got a lot of friends that are Braves fans, so I would be happy for them if they're able to uh, to win this series. But I was reminded last night about Houston and how they were just able to escape, other than vigilante justice, blatantly cheating and getting caught doing it. I hope they lose every game they play. That's what happens when you get caught cheating, guys. That's what happens. And again, it's not one of the, well, everybody's trying to, to get signs. Not like this. Not like this at all. 
This isn't part of the game, or what they did isn't part of the game. So I hope they lose this game and all the ones moving forward. Good night for Atlanta, though. Bombs away early, too. You grabbed me early. You hit home runs, and you were beating the cheaters. So good for them. Anyway. You say off topic, but I'd love to see a rooftop club bar on the end zone of the Rock before Southern Miss starts Sunbelt play in 2023. Get that done sooner. Get that done sooner. Why not? That's a great idea. Uh, that's the future. I mean, we're, we're seeing attendance issues everywhere. The future is amenities. Stuff like that. Because the cost of a ticket, especially if your team's not very good, uh, it doesn't go as far as it used to. I mean, we, we talked about this you know, the summer and, and a couple weeks ago with attendance issues and, and whatnot and why that's happening and things of that nature. Um, everything's getting more expensive. It's amazing, right? You you work harder. Everything gets more expensive, and yet uh, you get paid the same. So it's like you're getting paid less. Uh, but that's people's reality right now is everything's getting more expensive. So it feels like you have less, because it's true, you have less and less money, all that stuff. So you've got to jazz up the games and stuff like that's great. Put a rooftop bar up there. Make it comfortable. Because being at home is comfortable. Got to make the games comfortable too, for the most part. But there was controversy yesterday as we turn the page. There was controversy yesterday because Mississippi State is honoring their baseball national championship on Saturday when they play Kentucky. And in part, they are doing it with this. With this right here. A helmet featuring the M over S logo, the baseball logo, or at least until now, on their helmet. I said yesterday, and you guys can see it right here on the screen, that that looks great on a football helmet, and it's about time. I have said for a long time that that logo needs to be used school-wide and not just baseball. That is, in my opinion, the best logo that the school has. It's that one right there. Well, Walking Bully is uh, is better. But that's the old school like throwback. The Flying M also looks great. But this, to me, is the best logo that the school has to offer. This is the best one. And you, you don't have to use it all the time. Maybe not like the primary, but this should be something that they use. And and this bothers people. It, it, I understand that Mississippi State loves baseball more than any other school. I, I understand that. I really do. But I do not understand the concept of baseball-only things. I, I really don't, unless football doesn't want to use it. Because I had somebody say to me last night, um, where is it? It's down here somewhere. That I just don't understand. I'll find it. Hold on. I'll find it. Because I, I really want to address this. Because I, I think it's wrong. or it's it, that not That should not be your approach to this. See if I can find it here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is taken. Uh, this is from Jason. Jason says, nah, that football greater than baseball thing doesn't apply necessarily apply to Mississippi State. Spare me the lecture about revenue, too. Everything can't be about money if it was that gorgeous new baseball stadium doesn't get built. Um, 
football greater than baseball does absolutely apply to even Mississippi State. It's undeniable. Even at a place like that, football is more important, is greater than baseball. Is it closer than everywhere else? Absolutely, it is. But is it still a gap that is wider than the Mississippi River? Absolutely also true. There are many, 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 many more people that care about Mississippi State football than Mississippi State baseball. It is simply undeniable that that is the case. Football is more important. Football also, and I'm not going to spare you the revenue conversation, football is what pays the bills for baseball and every other sport on campus not named men's basketball. Football is the driving force of your school's athletic department's economy. It is what pays for everything. If football wants something, if something is useful for football, they should get it. I, I hear the traditionalists, oh, but that's a baseball logo. It should stay with that. No, it shouldn't. Not if it's going to look like this, because this looks great. This looks great, and it needs to be used more. Baseball be damned. I'm sorry. Nobody really, relatively speaking, nobody cares. You guys care more than anybody else, but nationally, it, it doesn't move the needle. And even around here, football dominates baseball. It always does. It always, 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 always does. I have numbers to back it up, too. When baseball season's here, our, our numbers, listeners, everything is down compared to football because football is more important. So if football wants to use this logo, give it to them. I would put this on basketball jerseys. I would put it on football jerseys and helmets. And I, I would have your coaches wearing, your football coaches, your players, that logo with the little Adidas logo underneath it, that's perfect. It looks phenomenal. That is your school's best mark. And if football wants to use it, let them use it. There's my take of the day. I know some people don't like that. Football, greater than baseball, always. And if football wants something, let them have it. Because that's a good look that I'm looking at right now. That is a damn good look. I would make it a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. And maybe thin out the letters a little bit to make it a little bit more clear. Add a, a stripe as well. But that's something right there. And that needs to be used more in football. Brown Yeti says, I love it. Fireman says, Fireman 17 says, even as an Ole Miss fan, State is crazy that they don't use that logo more. It's a lot better than the Block M. No doubt about that. Chase says, the interlocking MSU is a great logo when they were with Nike. This is the closest to it, and I'm here for it. Here we go. I like, see, that's why I like, I like this audience so much more. Gil says, I like the logo, but hey, I'm just happy that we live in a country where we can argue about college football helmet logos. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Things are good when you can argue about stuff like this, right? Things are good when you can argue about helmet logos. It's um, it's not so bad, is it? But use it more. Use it more. I know, I know that you guys love your baseball. I, I know. I know you do. You care more than anybody else does but not more than football. Not more than football. Uh, Speaking of football, we have some unfortunate injury news out of Oxford. Ben Brown announced, I think it was Instagram. I don't know. That's not where I saw it. I don't follow any football players on social media. None. None for Ole Miss, none for State. 
Um, some former ones, like Denzel Kimdichi, I follow him on Twitter. But current ones, I don't. Um, so I didn't see it first. But Ben Brown uh, announced, I think again, I think it was Instagram, that uh, he is having to get surgery on a, uh, a completely torn bicep. and Or the bicep tendon, I guess, is, is torn in his arm. And uh, that will end his season and will also end his career at Ole Miss. And that's been... It's not been talked about as much simply because they've won uh, the the last three games. And so, you know, when you're winning, you don't talk about the negatives as much. But the offensive line health for Ole Miss has been uh, a huge, huge question mark. And now at least we have an answer, albeit an unfortunate one, with Ben Brown. And um, most people thought that he was their best lineman uh, or or at least a, a huge part in that offensive line. There is a silver lining, though, at least to some degree. Now I'm not going to say that losing Ben Brown is just no big deal, whatever, because that's not the case. It is a big deal. They have performed well without him. They, uh, they looked pretty good, honestly, uh, against LSU, especially when Caleb Warren tried to go, he comes back from injury. He tries to go, can't really give it a go. So they're down to, you know, their backups and their backups, backups. And they still were able to create running lanes and protected well enough. Uh, and you would assume that Warren's a little bit healthier this week. Maybe he can go a little bit further, but I think they may have a little bit more depth than people thought going into the season. At least that's how they've played lately. They've done well battling the injuries on the offensive line. They've been effective. They ran the football well against Arkansas. They ran the football well, albeit mostly Matt Corral, but still um, they protected well, and they ran well against Tennessee, and they did the same thing last week against LSU. Uh, so they've clearly found something on the offensive line. Moving uh, Umana to guard also really worked in that LSU game. I mean, they've got some options. It's it's not good. It, it's bad losing Ben Brown. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that it's fine. Oh, no big deal, whatever, next man up. But that, that's talking points. That's not reality. But it looks like they are okay that it's not dire, that they're not going to fall off a cliff without him, that they have a little bit more depth than maybe we initially thought that they did without him. For whatever that's worth. But it, it just that sucks for the kid. Um, he will be in the NFL next year. If he wants to be, he will be. Um, he's good enough to be there for sure. But uh, you just, you hate to see it, but I do think that Far more important for that team is getting Braylon Sanders back. You know, there, there's talk out there, and that's all it is. You never get any real information from anybody anymore. Uh, but there's talk out there that Braylon Sanders is um, participating in practice. Who knows if it's true or not, but that's far more important to me than, than the offensive line is getting help at wide receiver. Uh, Ole Miss and the Saints have the same issue right now. Uh they need help at wide receiver badly. Ontario uh, Drummond cannot do it completely all by himself, although he's been pretty effective regardless. They just need one more option, one more reliable option at wide receiver because they've won games on the ground the last couple of weeks. Matt Corral needs help, some help from somewhere. And actually, who knows? Another I don't know situation going on. I was going to say, I don't think you're going to Auburn and winning without being able to throw the football. I don't think you're going to beat Auburn the same way you did 
Tennessee and LSU, but maybe you are because there's more talk out there. We have no proof whatsoever. Uh, Nobody is able to confirm it at all because we protect information. We protect information now in college football programs like they are the nuclear codes. Seriously. I mean, the NFL, the multi-billion dollar industry, the NFL, you have to report literally everything. You have to put your players' participation in practice on public reports that go out multiple times a week. Like, if this player was limited in practice, you have to report it. And if you don't, you get in big trouble from the league. Like, compare that to college, where players are out for the season, and coaches hope he plays this week. (laughs) The contrast... Between the NFL's reporting in college, it always cracks me up because one of them is a multi-billion dollar industry. The other one is a few hundred million dollar industry. I mean, just the, the financial stakes of each game in the NFL is so different than that of college. And yet they report everything fully transparent. In college, we have no idea. But the rumor mill is spinning a little bit. And somebody that does cover the team talked a little bit last night on their message board, a little bit, about how Auburn might be down a handful of defensive players because of suspension. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I have no freaking idea, and nobody does either because information is so locked up and protected. But the rumor, let me stress that, the rumor is that Auburn will be without multiple rotational pieces on the defensive line. Multiple players that played at least 25 snaps their last time out. Is that true? I I have no idea. I I don't know. Um, If it is, that plays big into Ole Miss's hand because they've already found success running the football. I mean, the last three weeks, they, they have done it. Different defenses, different ways, different players, they've done it. Uh, if Auburn is without multiple either starters or rotational pieces on the defensive line, that really helps Ole Miss uh, a ton. Um, And maybe they'll be able to control the line of scrimmage and run the football, opening things up for Corral and getting Drummond some help. I I don't know. But it's so funny that the the best information that you can get on these programs anymore is via message board rumor. I mean, (laughs) that's not where we want to be with this. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, are uh, are talking about that. I've been asked about that a good bit. You know, is it true? My answer is I have no idea. I, I don't know. I wish I knew, but I don't know at all. Um, but if it is, it's big news. But we'll find out. We'll find out 6 o'clock on Saturday. Same thing with Braylon Sanders. We will not get a speck of information uh, unless... You know, you get a reporter that that talks to some players, which, by the way, is not a bad thing. Anyway, I don't want to go down that road today. But, like, that that's not a reason to, to get mad at a reporter. That's just doing their job. So maybe we'll get some information. Maybe we'll get some. But we'll find out. Saturday at 6, we'll find out. I, I think in terms of state Kentucky, I, I don't think there's anything like that that we have to keep an eye on. I mean, Rogers obviously played and threw a bunch against Vanderbilt, so his health is not a question. I think they came out of that game completely and totally healthy. So far fewer question marks for state 
than there is Ole Miss going into these games. But yeah, we'll find out about Sanders at well, in pregame warmups, we'll find out. So like 5.15 on Saturday, we'll see if he's available to play. And about a little bit later than that with Auburn, we'll find out if those players are actually suspended or not. But rumor mill is spinning, and that's really, that's really all we can go by, which, what a time. What a time. I, uh, I, I wonder if... NIL stuff, and, and I guess it won't because it doesn't matter, but I wish selfishly there was a better reporting system for injuries and stuff in college. Um, I think people deserve to know because you, I mean, you've got so much money riding on these games now between, and it, it's not Lane Kiffin or Mike Leach's responsibility to protect the gamblers, but I mean, you, you've got a full speaking of multi-billion dollar industries, riding on that kind of information. But, you know, college football doesn't promote gambling or anything like that. But, hey, the NCAA, the NCAA is very against gambling, yet they will put bracket challenges on their official website. But selfishly, I would like to know. Turns out we won't find out until 6 o'clock on Saturday. But anyway... Got game two of the World Series tonight, right in Houston, and uh, we'll see if the Braves can continue to play well. I know Atlanta sports fans are stressed out of their minds because they're just wondering what epic way their team is going to collapse in this one. I don't think it's... Oh, I hesitate to say it because I know you guys are going to blame me for it. I don't think it's going to go down like that this time. I don't think so. It's just one of those feelings, you know, when you watch certain teams that did or did not belong. It's what you get with this Braves team. I mean, you had people write that, oh, the best teams aren't even in the World Series. I saw that at the LA Times. I think Deadspin, I can't believe that still exists, did the same thing. Uh, It feels different with this group. So maybe they'll pull it off. I'll be watching. I'll be watching for, uh, for sure. Dang it, Borky. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I just, I think they're going to win the series. I do. They look like that team. Cheryl says there are HIPAA laws that have to be taken into consideration as far as injuries are concerned. Then how does the NFL, how does the NFL get away with that? HIPAA only applies to the medical professional releasing that information. That's it. Uh, And I'm not saying, that um, they should tell you exactly what the nature of the injury is. I'm only talking about reporting their status for the game. That's it. Nobody needs to know specifics. Uh, But yeah, HIPAA only applies to the medical professional releasing the information without the patient's consent. That's what HIPAA is. Like when Dak Prescott was asked about the vaccine thing, and he said, I think that's that's HIPAA, so I'm not going to tell you. No, it's not. I mean, that's a Completely incorrect application of that law. I mean, uh, the NFL only reports did not participate, limited participant, full participant, and probable, doubtful, out, stuff like that. You don't have to say what it is. I mean, just, you know, it's his ankle that's keeping him out. But no, they don't disclose the exact specific nature of the injuries, but they do that too. But that's not required. They just have to list participation. And for what reason? Um, 
college can do the same thing and, and not not uh, violate HIPAA. But anyway, it's selfish. I, I understand why Kiffin and Leach protect it. I do. I really do. I mean, it, it's it's not their responsibility to make my job easier. It's their responsibility to do their job to their best of their ability and not give a damn about me or what I want. But I, uh, I, I just wish I knew. You know, it would be easier to talk about this game if I knew. So I'm selfish with that desire. I understand. I'm a little selfish. Don't forget to subscribe, like the video, and uh, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.